0: I'm Ted Baker, and this is the Hobart Lacrosse Podcast, Episode 69, Preseason Time. Scrimmages are here, and we're joined, as always, by the head coach of the Statesman, Greg Raymond. Welcome back. Good to talk lacrosse. Yes, sir, Ted. Happy to be here. So, what does it feel like when you start getting close? You have a group of people, uh, you got newcomers coming in, you haven't seen them on the field, now you've seen them practice, now they're ready to take on some guys in different colored shirts. Uh, what's the feeling?
1: Uh, yeah, it's different. I mean... We've we've spent a ton of time with them, right? With with our whole fall season and all we do in the winter, it, it, we we know them very well at this point. But uh, yeah, certainly their first uh, attempt at a a full Division One lacrosse season. So you you really do got to take it one day at a time, Ted, and and make sure they um, figure out. That, uh, that human superpower of, of kind of being where their feet are and being present, and, and it's, it's a tough thing for these guys to do, not just our first-year athletes, everybody, really. So, um, you know, we uh, we want to make sure that we are not looking ahead to different opponents. We're not looking ahead to specific games. We, we're, we're making sure as often as possible our guys can focus on what we're doing on that specific day. We feel like that's the only way to really Train the endurance you need to to have a successful Division One season. So, um, and they're doing great. You know, I know everybody's very uh, excited and and anxious to play a different color jersey. I think we're still in the mode where we want them to know that uh, improvement is paramount, and it it and that will never change. It's just when you have um, you know a Vermont coming in uh, over the weekend, it's hard for them to not look at a scrimmage opportunity as um uh you know a game and and we we do want them to compete at that level without a doubt but uh they have to look at it in a phase where you know, we want to see specific things throughout the course of this day Saturday, and we can't really see those things until we have some some very good practices Monday to Friday. And so, you know, we're still in the mode where we want to be as competitive as humanly possible against another opponent, but we also want to improve on the assets or the things that are going to make us great throughout the course of this season. So it's a tough balance, you know, you, you're 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 training a competitive mind and they want to beat an opponent. And then as a coach, you want to make sure that, they are running our system doing the things we've asked them to do and and we can basically correct and improve on said systems so um i think it's going to be a a great teller of the maturity that these young guys have and and uh and also how much they've listened up until this point in terms of um how our offense functions defense ride clear et etc so um yeah we're certainly anxious to play another opponent man but uh but also want these guys to know what 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 a season takes and what the everyday looks like.
0: First scrimmage with the University of Vermont on Saturday at 12 noon. Now the forecast is for fairly warm. Is there any chance at all of going out to the bars, or do you just stick with the pool family dome?
1: Well, we're going in the dome just because that was the agreement for Vermont to come here. Okay. You know, and I think that they have some indoor games coming up. I know they play Syracuse. I, I just talked to the coach who's a really good friend and, and, I, I asked that same question, and I said, "Listen, outside's a possibility. We just got some good rain. Boz looks clean." And he said, "If it's if it's uh, uh, okay with you, we'd like to play this game indoors. Just to, to we've been outside, we've been out in the cold. We we still feel like that prevents a little bit of injury and keeping bodies warm throughout the course of a scrimmage. And we're playing, you know, five quarters to get as much." Uh, practice and competition in as we can, essentially. So that's a long day out in, you know, 35, 40 degree weather. And uh, we're going inside just... For those, uh, for those couple reasons, but uh, you know, I think also we've been inside the majority of the week and want to make sure that uh, our guys and our guys are comfortable as well in their first um, their first outside
0: competition. In terms of scheme, do we expect to see anything different in 2024? You've been a team that likes to get up the field, you score a lot of goals. That motion, Stephen Brundage offense, pretty much the same plan for this year.
1: Uh, Yes and no. I, I mean, we've uh, w- we saw some things a year ago that um, I think created some difficulty in, in our end-to-end play, just in terms of what the positional element looks like for uh, our two-way players that start with their back to the goal, and then our two-way players that start facing the goal. We've we've given more ownership to uh, the, the defensive player, which we think we got a great group this year. Um, of those defensive midfielders per se, we've given them ownership over that early offense really. And um, still want to do a ton of creating and, and um, making sure that we are transitioning into our offensive end um, efficiently and at a, at a better pace than our opponent. Um, uh, But we do, we've added more elements of, you know, getting them off the field, getting our offensive personnel on the field and, you know, getting our guys like, Chad Bach and John Jude and and, um, and Johnny Herlihy, James Green, these guys giving them um, the energy and stamina they need to give us the best offensive product they can. And then um, they're in charge of that ride and that transition defense. So, you know, to say it's the same, I think, would be um, an easy way to put it. But um, it's also a much different thought process for, for all those guys in those two-way spots. So we'd also like to play a lot of uh, – Offensive guys who were maybe former attackmen or this and that, giving them some freedom out of the box and and finding some clever ways to substitute them off the field. So we basically want to put our best defensive personnel on the field as often as possible, and our best offensive personnel on the field is offensive possible. So we've kind of made that in-between switch, Ted, of what that two-way player's responsibility is. And it you know, it may sound simple, but it is a dramatic change, and it, and it takes a lot of practice, so we're we're kind of in that mode right now.
0: Last year you gave up a little more than 14 goals per game. I know you want to get that down. What's the plan to do that?
1: You know, I think a lot of what I just said, um, making sure the right players are on the field as often as possible and, and also um, you know having a, a a great short stick defensive core which we've you know been training for the last couple of years we we finally have some guys as healthy as they need to be and and um, feel like we have some pretty good depth at that short stick defender spot which is you know kind of the key to some great half field defense uh, making sure that those guys are on point on the ball and on point off the ball sometimes easier said than done so and we've got some great veteran savvy and Josh Doobie coming back and and Matt Turner coming back i think those guys have played a tunnel across for us and have been in an underwhelming state uh from what the defense has put forward and you're also looking at uh, again a tattered group last year right where you know Michael Michael Christensen uh, you know banged up pretty much every week Mark Snott banged up every week um an inexperienced goaltender a year ago, and so all, all signs point to a much better year. You know, I think obviously execution has yet to be determined because we have not competed in these games yet. But having Firth running the show down there, Nolan Firth, the captain for us as a junior, he's he's taken the reins of this thing, done a very good job, and you know Brady Camella coming up here and and you know playing. You know, better than most sophomores play. So um, we're we're very pleased with where we're at right now. We feel like uh, the the emphasis we've put on defense has been um, one forthcoming and also um, every single day. So these guys have been uh, very persistent. On how much improvement we need in that end of the field if we're gonna if we're gonna win at the end of May like we think we can.
0: So you've mentioned the midfield a lot, and I still look at this year's roster. You have a lot of guys listed as short stick D middies. You haven't really done that much the last couple of years. It's been a lot of two way middies. So has that been somewhat uh, by by force because of injuries? And and are we gonna see more specialization now in the midfield this year?
1: Uh well well yes and no you know I just think that the the D middies that we have now are are typically former offensive players at least at the high school level so uh, there are guys that we feel can handle the ball and make pretty good decisions on the other end so the um the the thought process and the end to end play hasn't changed I think what we found is a more versatile player defensively and we want to specialize the offensive end a bit more. So um I, I don't I don't know as though we found it we've come to a year and said, okay, we just want short stick D middies now. We don't we 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 don't play guys that can't play two ways, Ted. That's the way we'll always be here and and you know I think we when, when we get into a good groove with this system, it's very tough to prepare for. So, um, but the, the trick is, uh, you know, can we, we get that back to the goal mentality settled first and then get these guys to, to learn how to attack that goal early the other end. So, um, but again, we, we just feel very comfortable with them. We're deep there. And, and even on both sides of the field in practice, where we've got you know some of those quote unquote first guys in a white jersey and some some of those quote unquote second guys in a purple jersey a lot of those purple guys are playing really good ball so you know we just feel like we can capitalize on the fact that we have short stick defenders that can play early offense well i i, I don't know as though a label really matters if they're short stick d middies if they're offensive middies if they're we've always been more of a positionless type strategy with you know more emphasis on um how we play the game up and down the field so that's kind of where we've headed with this uh, you, you know we can call julian race a short stick d midi we can call Braden weimer a short stick d midi and Kate dino and 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 nick gulay so we can call them that if we want but we know kind of in-house what it, what, what their responsibilities are
0: At the face-off X, I know Adam Shea battled a lot of injuries. I I talked to his mom last year. That's where you get the inside scoop on this stuff. Uh, He he was really a grinder, you know, didn't complain, but we know he wasn't at 100%. Is he fully healthy, and do you expect him to be what he was two years ago? Not that he wasn't good last year, but was really elite two years ago.
1: Right, yeah. You know what? We just, uh, strangely enough, Ted, great minds think alike. I just had a meeting with Adam Shea yesterday talking about, you know, how we get to that elite status again. And um, he's, as always, you can't say enough things about his work ethic. He's great. Um, And he is as healthy as he's been. You know, I just think the way that Adam plays the game, you know, garners bumps and bruises and wear and tear. He's just, um, you know, there's not a lot of pretty to him. It's all you know grime and grit so uh, you know i think we're going to have to monitor his health throughout the course of the year as all of our you know top or special players um but he is in a good place right now uh he he's he's been um veteran in how he handles his body and and uh how he handles his mind all the all the stuff you'd want a fifth year guy to know so um right now he's in a really good place he's been practicing well we've been um limiting him in some spots, you know, Adam Shea is a guy that you got to dial back, especially in between our whistles. I mean, I'm not sure we have a, a guy that, that chases down edge work as much as Shea does or perfects his craft as much as Shea does. So we, we've found that, you know, getting him on those off days or in between the, in between the practices, we, we've pulled him back a little bit there and said, listen, let's, let's save this energy and let's save these reps for the days where we're really going at it. And that's hard for him. Honestly, he's, he's stubborn in it and he doesn't like it. But, um, you know, our goal is for him to be facing off. Well, come Atlantic 10 time.
0: When you get to scrimmage time, how many position battles are still open? Do you have a pretty good idea who you're going to play at this point? Or are there some spots that are still up for grabs in terms of who might be a first line MIDI or a second line MIDI?
1: Yeah, both. Um, you know, I, I never want our guys to think we're full of crap in terms of if you're playing well and you're executing in practice that that you can't find a way onto the field. I think that's that's paramount in who we are and and de- kind of drives that underdog mentality. Knowing that you know if I have consecutive practice where practices excuse me where I'm executing, the coaches see it on film. They uh, they trust my consistency and they'll find a way for me to get into that lineup. You know, there's, there's always, there always has to be an avenue of competition within roster Ted. That's of the utmost importance. So, um, we do have a great front line of guys that throughout the course of this year, and that's very important. It's not previous years. It's this year. We, we, we reestablish all things come September. And we tell our guys in the fall, if if you want to climb this depth chart, start now. Because we will continue to um, organize that depth chart from now until that game day. And we'll continue to do so after that game day. So we have a great idea of our most consistent players right now. But we have uh, some young guys that are making a hard push. We've got uh, some older guys that are... um, Kind of reestablishing some some versatility and maybe some new positions or or different roles that look great. So, um, uh, long winded way of saying a lot of both. We we have to have a great depth chart going into our first scrimmage. We want to approach this as a, uh, a competitive game day scenario, but also give guys lots of opportunity both Saturday. And throughout the course of this year, to to prove that they can be very impactful on game day.
0: What can you tell us, if anything, about goalie at this point? You had an in-season change in starter last year. Both those guys are back. Some newcomers coming in. Uh, can you tell us anything about who's in the lead at this point?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, Ellis is our starting goaltender. You know, he's he's earned that. Uh, we felt through the way he ended the season, and uh, more so how he's looked all year. He's he's been great, and. um you know we bring in a two two freshmen that are very talented. I mean Jack Phil is an outstanding goaltender uh he continues to put us on our heels um you know from a decision making standpoint he's had great practices all spring um in particular and you got Trevor Fox who's also uh, a great stopper and a fiery goaltender and um it still encompasses that everyday mentality and short memory and needing a goalie and then you got you know, you're veteran in in and Lucas, and Lucas has shown that he can go into games and make great saves. So um we love where Ellis is right now and, and are gonna back him and support him through the uh through the season. Uh, and just feel very comfortable with how the others are playing. You know, in particular the young guys. I just sent a text to the entire goalie chain, Liam Daly included. Liam's been a bit banged up and and, um, fighting through some injury and some soreness and some some stuff that has limited his play a bit. But um, we sent a text to the whole goalie chain. You know, we had a little bit of a a sloppy practice the other day and they were outstanding bright spots in it. So we just feel like that whole group's been great this whole spring. But, you know, come first game, Ellis is in there and um, he plays well. He's going to stay.
0: Obviously, in these scrimmages, a lot of people play. What are you looking for from first years in the scrimmages in terms of showing you that they're ready to be contributors on the field?
1: Uh, I think the a lot of what I talked about early, Ted, is some poison composure because, you know, when you talk about any other different color jersey, uh, your emotions can get a little out of whack and you can try to do too much. You can grip your stick a little too tight. You can all things that are great for a scrimmage. That's the purpose of having them. Um, we want to see them, uh, Make all the plays they should, and uh, and the guys that get the opportunity maybe shine a little bit in making some plays that they shouldn't. And so,, uh, but we do want to see the coaching and, and the foundational landscape come through in their play. We want to make sure they've moved on from uh, that that high school mentality where they were all counted on for uh, dramatic, execution you know they needed to score goals they needed to shut down another team's top score they needed to win every face off they need yada 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 um, we want them to to show that they can also be impactful from an individual standpoint but collectively they're buying into system and and they know that they've got all those ideologies I just described in a high school player they've got six out there with them seven on the other end, including a goalie who had that same role. So um, we want to see on offense, the ball shared. We want to see great shots instead of good Um, defensively. We want to see proper approaches and um, trusting the support of our defense rather than uh, playing defense on an Island. So, and we want to see what happens in their transition phases, Uh, how a great attackman can ride. Uh, how a great midfielder can ride uh how a great Defender can clear um and and the knowledge of of the in-between and the substitution so uh we want to see that individual push we want them to put themselves out there a bit and be vulnerable willing to make mistakes kind of seeking failure at at the threshold of their ability we've talked a lot about that playing at the threshold of our ability and and not being worried about failure and um uh and then we also want to see some poison composure
0: I think last time we talked, the schedule wasn't quite final. It was coming together. So let's talk a little bit about this schedule. You've got a, a Game 2 trip to Michigan. We've got the Cornell game at Sholkoff on a Tuesday. Uh, Syracuse home game on the Boz on a Saturday. Uh, first time ever at Albany. Lemoyne joins the schedule. This is a nice schedule this year.
1: It's uh, it's great. Ted, if I, if I can be honest, it's probably the best We've ever had and uh, it terrifies me from a karma standpoint for what next year looks like. But, um, you know, we're just uh, we're thrilled with uh, one, this senior class, uh, Ted, who if you think way back to their freshman year. So minus these fifth year guys who um, are doing an outstanding job. And we obviously want to reward them as well for being for coming back and staying loyal and true to Hobart as, as they have. But this senior class, the Anthony's, uh, the Taluses of the World, the Chad Box, um, that class has endured a ton from freshman year to this year. Um, If you you think about that freshman season or that first-year season, that was pandemic-ridden. And that was – so they got their senior year in high school canceled, and then their freshman – or their first-year season in college uh, was – only our conference schedule, so they only played six games, and they're kind of that tweener class that really got the short end of this COVID stick, if that makes any sense. And they, you know, we fought really hard to get them a senior schedule that they're very excited for, uh, very proud of, and um, uh, are 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 anxious to complete. So this is the most home games we've we've really had uh in a long, long time. If you're looking at um you know Colgate at home to start, uh Canisius at home the following Tuesday, Robert Morris at home the following Saturday, Lemoyne at home, Syracuse at home, UMass at home, St. Joe's at home, High Point at home. Um that's uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Did I get that right? That's eight home games, Ted, that yeah uh, we haven't really had in a while. And we're going to get that every other year, I think, with the A ten. We'll have three at home and three away. But this is a year for those seniors where they have three conference games at home and Syracuse at home. And uh that's uh that's something that's pretty special. So we're we're happy that this class does get a little bit of a reward, and um, just uh, just thrilled with the home and away balance that we have here and, and also the fact that we're challenged every single week. There's, as always, no game that, um, that you don't need to be extremely prepared for.
0: That A-10 schedule's tough. You only have five games, so there's not a lot of room for error. Practically every game in the league last year was a one-goal game, and I know I've asked you this before, but when you line up for that first game with UMass – what are you going to talk about in terms of getting over the hump and turning those one-goal losses into one or more goal wins? Uh,
1: well, the first is that nobody thinks we can do it, and I think we love that mentality here, and we love all the uh, the preseason jargon that um, – you know, everybody feels like they have a crystal ball from a media standpoint or social media standpoint. And we love the fact that Hobart's been left out of those conversations. So um, I think that uh, we are we are poised to um, compete at a level that we're very proud about. And at the same time, Ted, while you look back and go, "Okay, we have one conference win a year ago um, and we're obviously very motivated by that and i have a a group that has a giant chip on their shoulder and is ready to right a lot of wrongs you know for uh their friends that are no longer here teammates that are no longer here that gave their best and came up a little bit short that's all meaningful to us but also we get to that umass game um you gotta you gotta have a maturity to it where you say yes we're, we're focused motivated from all the things that that i just mentioned but also You know, Matt Knight's in the goal and um, you got a great UMass team that is tough and gritty. And then the next week, here comes this group, here comes that group. So um, the emotional, the emotional fortitude we're going to have at that point will be outstanding. And our our coaching staff will make sure of that. But at the same time, let's execute. Let's let's prepare for the team that we're playing. Let's um, be motivated a bit by some of the failures we've had in the past, but also at that point said we're going to be on a whole new journey with a whole new group. And, um, and I think the play has got to show how motivated we are to, to make an impact in the A-10. And, and that's what we're most focused on now is let's get to a place from an execution standpoint where we can prepare, mold, read, react, um, come back from, a few goals down, maintain uh, a uh, a couple-goal lead, all of those things that make a mature team. So um, endurance is everything, and by the time we get there, hopefully we have a, a team that's endured plenty to put a product out on the field that we're very proud of.
0: One more schedule question. Are we getting any closer to a Hopkins game?
1: <laughs> You're relentless in that. <laughs> uh, I, maybe, yeah, we're working on it. All right. <laughs> they're a hot commodity man so and um at this point man we need home and home games and i got a i got a gut feeling that yeah blue jays on the schedule i'm not sure they're coming up to geneva the next
0: year so we'll see i'm still working on it we call that pulling a syracuse
1: hmm <laughs>
0: <Totally. laughs> so first scrimmage university of vermont pool family dome this saturday at 12 noon then a road scrimmage at yale and uh, we're going to start doing these weekly season opener don't forget on a sunday with colgate uh, maybe on the boz if we're lucky but uh, if not uh, we've got that thomas b pool 61 and family dome head coach of the statesman greg raymond uh, appreciate it as always thanks ted Don't forget you can find this podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, any place you go to get your podcasts, and get all your Hobart and William Smith athletics news at the official website, hwsathletics.com. I'm Ted Baker. Till next time, have a great lacrosse week.